1: Hey there, Gary Parish. Welcome back to the CBS Sports Ion College Basketball Podcast where we sometimes discuss camel fighting, dodo birds, and leaky black. The Ion College Basketball Podcast is, of course, presented by Jersey Mike's Subs. Jersey Mike's a sub above. Matt Norlander is here with me. He's at home in Connecticut. I'm in a hotel room in New York City in town doing studio work for CBS Sports Network. If you're watching on YouTube, smash the like button like your brand Davies. you have consent. If you haven't yet subscribed, To the YouTube channel. Please knock that out while you're here. Let's get into it. Today is February 15th, 2023. We're more than three months into this season and the following two totally unpredictable things are true in this moment. One, preseason number one North Carolina is winless in quadrant one opportunities. More specifically, zero and nine in Q1 opportunities. And two, Pitt, which was picked 14th in the ACC, two spots below Louisville, is in this moment alone and first in the ACC standings. Make sense of it, dead leg. How do we get here?
0: Uh, first of all, you had me thrown to start. Um, you had no headphones, but you're you're going with the in ears here. You got, got in ears. Okay, the all right, ears. there we go. It's a, as you know what it's a slick look, but I, if you've done that, I didn't notice in the past couple of shows, but I noticed I it now did, because- And I
1: didn't, I didn't, plan, I didn't plan on doing it uh, th- th- this time. You know the headsets that we had are our official yeah. podcasting headsets. Yeah. They have a screw in adapter
0: uh yeah so i didn't anyway. travel with the screw in adapter. you know what that's a good look too i like it i, I like it. i think i like this better it's, it's it's a good look and uh and digger phelps thanks you i got i got word he might have been suffering from a pretty brutal cough the past couple of days so oh maybe. my god
1: that's all i need is to ruin illinois season and kill digger phelps all in the same calendar i feel yet.
0: he's getting better by the moment though uh sure. you know there we go um Yes, Pittsburgh is alone in first by record 12 and three, tied in the loss column. Virginia's 11 and three. But Jeff Capel is on his way to winning ACC coach of the year. And I say this lovingly like, it's it's about damn time because you sound like Lizzo. I, you think you're yeah, right. you woke it, up this morning and decided
1: you're going to be Lizzo.
0: That's right. When, when, when Capel got the pit job, uh, many expected that, yes, it was going to be a rebuild and it would take some time. But the expectation given. Uh, his solid run at VCU and then some really good years at Oklahoma. And then, you know, he had just, he had spent almost a decade uh, being, you know, the number one guy on that bench for Mike Shashevsky for the majority of his time there. It just seemed like it would work. And the level to which Pitt's program was broken, I think was underestimated by pretty much everyone. And it's not just that like capable it's, it's on him to get, to turn it around. And he did not through four seasons. The, the Pitt was a, a mediocre to downright awful team the first four seasons of his tenure there. And now in year five, sitting here at 19 and seven and coming off of uh, the kind of win. Again, I'm glad we're starting with Pitt. We're going to talk UNC. Just talk, talk to the top of the ACC to top, top this show, because I take a lot of stock in victories like what Pitt logged on Tuesday. It's at home. It plays Boston College and it's not a game. Okay. Pitt's now won six in a row. It's longest streak in God knows how long. I'll check this in real time for you right now. Last time, Pitt pulled off six straight wins in a se- in a season. I'm looking. It didn't happen last year. Didn't happen the year before. Didn't happen the year before that. And it started 6-0 and to start Capel's first season with, you know, walkovers. But six straight in league play, it has been years and years and years and years. We're talking seven, eight plus nine years at this point. They win. They get 11 three-pointers. And they're getting... Consistent play from so many guys on down the roster, even guys who we weren't necessarily expecting to be alphas on this team, Jamarius Burton being one of those. And so it's an awesome story. Pitt's not safely in the field yet, but it's atop the ACC. It's won eight and nine overall, and it's 18 and four since November 20th. It's one of the better stories in the sport. One of the more surprising stories in the sport along the lines of, say, a Marquette, but for different reasons. And we'll get to the Golden Eagles in a few here. Um but as you mentioned a few shows back, this is why I love this sport because it is dependable just how undependable the sport can be. We had North Carolina number one in the preseason. Pitt wasn't projected to be a top 13 team in the ACC. He was picked 14th. And now we look up UNC I would not have in the field. I understand that some might have them just right there, you know, going to Dayton in the moment right here. And meantime, Pitt's sitting pretty. And this uh, and is some good stuff there. So to me, the bigger I don't. to me, the thing here on this Wednesday is, is more about Pitt than UNC. But we need to talk about them both because obviously Carolina was not able to handle its success. Well, after losing three in a row, it took care of business against Clemson at home. Then had another home game against Miami. And if anything, the Hurricanes really showed again why they need to be considered, you know, a viable Final Four candidate. But in doing so, you know, UNC and we'll have this in a triple handoff on the site later today. UNC is, is now it's flirting with infamy and being the first preseason. Number one, not to make the NCAA tournament. Will, will that happen? I still think they're going to barely get in, but it's, it's rough right now. What are your thoughts on the Panthers and the heels GP?
1: Well, we'll get to North Carolina in a minute on Pitt, I'm with you. Everything you said, um, you know, Pitt's a, a, a proud basketball program that was really operating at a high level under Ben Howland, then under Jamie Dixon. And it's been in a bad place for a while. Uh, hadn't made the NCAA tournament since 2016. I hadn't had a winning record since 2016. So I'm glad this is a Wednesday midweek podcast as opposed to a Thursday midweek podcast, so that we could say Pitt is alone atop the ACC standings. Because as you know, on Wednesday night, Virginia is playing Louisville. So the Cavaliers, barring something that is literally unimaginable,
0: <laughs> I cannot, I I cannot imagine. I can't get there. I just it, can't.
1: I, I it was easier for me to believe UMBC would beat Virginia in the I opening see. round of the two thousand of the whatever NCAA tournament 2018. twenty eighteen 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 yeah, yeah. Then than it is that Louisville will beat Virginia on Wednesday night. So I'm assuming by the time we go to bed, uh, Virginia and Pitt will be tied atop the ACC standings with twelve and three records. But either way, um, really terrific stuff. They're on a six game winning streak. I put them, the Panthers, in the top 25 and one this morning. Pit fans have been asking on on social media for a, at least a week now, but probably longer, why aren't we ranked, why aren't we ranked? And so when I put the Panthers in the top 25 and one this morning, at number 26, I was like, I even did something I don't normally do. Normally I just write a little like, here's the Wednesday morning's top 25 and one, some thoughts on whatever. And then it's like, here's one, one, two, three, four, five, link. And this time I went one, two, three, four, five, dot, 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 twenty-six. You do this sometimes, Pit.
0: That's right.
1: Because I wanted him to see it. I thought they'd be happy, and immediately,
2: mm. immediately, these ingrates are coming. They from didn't my appreciate. Uh.
0: they didn't
1: it's, appreciate
0: their place in the top twenty-five and one. A starving stray cat is given just a taste the good stuff and no longer wants (laughs) that cold soggy milk anymore you gave him a little bit and they're like what you think this is good enough 26 get the hell out of
1: my house you haven't had a you haven't had a you haven't had a winning record since 2016 i put you in the top 25 of one and you're still angry why are you angry you're on a six game winning streak you're finally ranked and you're angry so Numerous Pitt fans have asked the following question: Like, why? Why are have what? Forget why are we not ranked right now? Because we're still not in the A people. Why haven't we been ranked? And as respectfully as I can lay it out, here's the deal: Pitt is uh, five and two in Quadrant One. That's terrific. Five and two in Quadrant One is great. Three and three in Quadrant Two, not as great. Two and one in Quadrant Three, not as great. Nine and one in Quadrant Four. So they've got two losses outside the first two quadrants. Specifically, a quad three loss and a quad four loss. Also, you might have noticed there, nearly half of Pitt's 19 wins are quad four wins. And the Panthers, again, have a quad three loss that's to Clemson at home and a quad four loss to Florida State at home. Panthers are 54th in the net, 55th at Ken Palm, basically outside of the top 35 in every computer we reference. So that's the bad. If you're a Pitt fan wondering, Why Pitt hasn't been ranked? Like, your your answer is in there. And the comments you get from various people are, are always whatever. Like, you'd have some Pitt fans over the past week or so say stuff like, you know, we have this many wins and this many losses, and we're competing at the top of the ACC. Why are we not ranked? And the answer to that question is because any record without context, I thought people understood this, but maybe not. Any record without context in college basketball means absolutely nothing like there is nothing dumber than when somebody tweets we have the same record as this other team but they're ranked 14th and we're not ranked at all why why is it because you're an idiot parish or ap voter or whatever and um no no that's not it it's uh if you're asking that question you're the one who's an idiot like who cares if you have the same record as some other team that doesn't mean anything in this sport unless the two teams have played the same schedules, which of course is never the case. How about this? You ready for this? I looked this up just morning. Motivated by Pitt fans' anger, I looked this up this morning. Kansas, right now. Kansas, you know, the Jayhawks reigning national champs. Bill uh, self coach. Yes. Yes. Kansas has the same record as Kent State and North Texas. All three of them are 21 and 5. <laughs> that doesn't mean Kent State and North Texas should be ranked similarly to Kansas. <laughs> dumb dums. Because the substance of those 21 and 5 records aren't even close to the same. And that's been Pitt's problem for a while to bring this back to Pitt. The record, especially the ACC record, is nice, but the substance has mostly been uh, so so. And while I'm on one,
0: let me address a question I got. Someone's asking now, is this a Pitt bashing session or a Pitt? Because we started off. Okay, okay, you know what? The pit, and now, and now. <laughs>
1: I'm aware of this. And you know what? This is, you crazy Pitt fans, this is your fault. Uh, so you funny. did this. All I wanted to do was tell you how much I'm happy for, for Jeff Capel. But now you've pushed me. You, put in, you, were, in, you, you were ungrateful. Oh. <laughs> so now you push pushed me. Especially this guy. There's a fellow on Twitter. His name's Chris Klein.
0: Oh, boy. Here we go.
1: I finally ranked Pitt this morning in the top 25. And, one. and here's what Chris Klein had to say. You know what he should have tweeted? Thank you, GP. It's nice to see. It's been a long time. I would have liked that tweet. I would have, I would have liked, I would have, not only I would have enjoyed the reply and then actually liked it. Here's what he tweeted instead How can you have Northwestern over Pitt? They beat Northwestern by almost 30. I know Northwestern beat Purdue, but have also lost reads of teams they should not be- they should have beaten. Pitt gets no love in first place, unranked with four teams behind them ranked. Doesn't make sense. That was Chris Klein. You know what doesn't make sense, Chris Klein?
0: You're the the, the actor stupid. from American Pie is in your mentions, by the way. That's the story. Wake up. Is there somebody named Chris Klein in American Pie? Yes. yes. Could be the same guy. We already have his... a no context. That's a no context image right there. Could be the same guy. This always
1: drives me crazy. We beat this team. How could we be ranked lower than that team that we beat? The the, the the people who make that point ne- never apply the same dumb logic in reverse. For instance, you, it is true that Pitt in November like beat Northwestern's brains in at Northwestern. That's a fact. Chris Klein, if nothing else, Chris Klein was right about that. Here's another thing that happened in November. Pitt lost at home to West Virginia by 25. Why isn't Chris Klein from American Pie asking me how I could have Pitt ranked ahead of West Virginia, given something that happened in November? I'm telling you, on a daily basis, there's nothing dumber than the replies to the top 25 and one. Like 99% of them are the dumbest things you've ever seen.
0: Yes. Every, uh, I mean, you got to get out of your mentions. You, every you once can't. in a while,
1: somebody makes a good point.
0: But it's mostly
1: it's mostly just stupidity. Either way. either. Congrats way. to Pitt. I don't want any dumb fans from Pitt to ruin my excitement for Jim Cable. That's, that's sincere. This team was picked 14th in the ACC, now alone atop the ACC standings for at least a few more hours on a six-game winning streak. Five Quadrant One wins at Northwestern, at NC State, at UNC, beat Miami, beat Virginia. Like you said, great story for Jeff and that program. You know, he entered this season on a hot seat and was picked 14th in his league. That almost always means this is your last season coaching that school. And now it's, I'm assuming, certainly not going to be. You know, like I said, Pitt hasn't, had a winning record since 2016. Hasn't made the NCW tournament since 2016. One of those things is definitely changing, guaranteed. The other is likely to change. So that's uh that's awesome stuff. Hell to pit. Hell to pit. HTP.
0: The- here we go.
1: HTP, hell to pit. To be fair though, if you really wanted to get
0: back at the pit fans, just jump on the bandwagon.
1: That's oh, true. Oh. Oh. Oh, I could. I am one. I'm driving the pit train away from running this thing straight into the ground. I'm not going to do that. I would not do that to Jeff Cable. I like him too much. I like him too much. I like Pitt's program too much. I love pits colors too much. I love those pit colors. Love comes from a sincere. I love them. Like those are my favorite colors. If you told me to pick my favorite college colors, I would pit pit. And yet these these some of these fans are ruining it for me. And I should be clear, I know it's not all Pit fans. It's just the guy from American Pie and a few others. Yeah. But still, those are the ones they should have been appreciative. Just a simple thank you, GP, would have been would have been okay.
0: Thoughts on Carolina?
1: They stink. They stink, boy. That's, Woo! That's oh and nine in quadrant one. How about this? I got four schools right now that got more quarter one wins than North Carolina. Louisiana, Monroe, Dartmouth, Central Michigan, Eastern Illinois. They're all 270th or worse in the net. They all have more wins. Trivia, than time.
0: North- trivia time. Trivia time. Okay. Mascots for all four of those schools. Louisiana, Monroe. I think I got them. I, I, yeah. Joint, joint trivia time. Okay. Louisiana, Monroe. They're the Eagles. I think they're the Warhawks. Yeah, Not a correctness in real time here. All right. What's the next one? Dartmouth? That's yeah. an easy one. What's what's Dartmouth? Dartmouth Demons. Dartmouth is the Big Green. What's the next one? Central Michigan. Oh, that's an easy one. It's the Chippa somethings. Come on. You're almost there. Chippa. Chippa. Chippa, 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 Chippa Infinite Chippa, Chippa Infinite Chippa <laughs> 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 The Chippa. The Chippewas, 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 right? And then and what's the, e- the last one? Eastern Illinois. That's uh, that's a boring one. You know what that one is?
1: Yeah, the Eastern Illinois.
0: The Eastern Illinois. We just we just finished talking about a team with the same exact nickname. The Eastern Illinois Panthers. That is correct. Okay. Let me check them. Let me check that Monroe one. I think they're the Warhawks. I don't know if I could give you all 363 mascots slash nicknames but I think I could come close Warhawks baby give it to me the Warhawks 11 and six not the warhawk not hold on Warhawks not hogs no Although, i know War- Warhawks okay Warhawks would uh, be badass as hell and the best one in the, the best <laughs> nickname in the entire
1: they, Arkansas should become line. the Warhawks
0: <laughs> they should they, they should, really they should. should they might need to to be you honest that
1: Zag- Gonzaga can be the zags or the Bulldogs. Yes. Arkansas should be the Razorbacks, the Hogs, or the Warhawks.
0: I agree with that. Your best take on the pod in months. couldn't Couldn't agree more with that. And you're telling me the Warhawks have a quad one win? They do. They're
1: ranked 341st in the net, and they have one more quadrant one win than the preseason number
0: one team. Like that is insanity. I'm In looking all- at this schedule. They're 11 and 16, and three of the 11 wins have come against non-D1 teams. Who? It's at Marshall. Okay, it's at Marshall. That's the win.
1: They went and messed up the the Warhawk. You don't remember when the Warhawks got the th- Thundering Herd?
0: I do not. And you don't remember that? No.
1: This leads me to an even better trivia time. Let's go trivia time. There are six power conferences in college basketball. ACC, Big Ten, Big 12, Big East, Pac-12, SEC. In those six conferences, there are nine schools still without a single Quadrant
0: One win. Ooh, this is a good one, GP.
1: North Carolina is obviously one of them. So I'm looking for the other eight. What other eight power conference schools still do not have a Quadrant One win?
0: All right, the big six conferences. Um. All right. UNC is one. Louisville is another.
1: That's correct. 0-7 in quadrant
0: one. Nebraska just picked up one on Tuesday night. Nebraska walked into Jersey Mike's arena. They just walked right in. So they have one. Uh, Georgia Tech got to be one.
1: Georgia Tech has a quadrant one win. No, it does not. It does.
0: So I'm at two and there are seven more in the big six that don't have a, a Q1. Yep. All right. Georgetown is one
1: Georgetown is obviously one Georgetown is 0 and 10 in quadrant one that is tied for
0: worst in the world I'm gonna say I'm gonna say, <laughs> I'm gonna say DePaul is one why don't we ever DePaul say it like DePaul that we- Xavier though DePaul beats Xavier right so yeah it, DePaul
1: like- DePaul is not one. I don't know why. We always say, like, I think they're the best team in the country. We should say, I think they're the best team in the world. Expand it to the world. Where else That's are they playing college well, basketball? Well, I mean, if they're ball.
0: going ahead to head against the Celtics right now, I don't
1: well, know. Well, Celt- Celt- technically, the Celtics are in the country. So if you say, uh, I That's think true. Alabama's the best team in the country, like you're looping the Celtics in there, too. That's true. So I think Here's what you got to say. I think Alabama is the best college basketball team in the world.
0: Okay. Let's just do it. Let's, why even let's, let's not let's not even stop there. Not even the solar system, not even the Milky Way, our known universe. All right, the old known universe. Because I can't account for all the other the multiverses. I can't. I can't speak to that. I just know what's happening in this one. Known universe. I don't even know what's happening in this one. You don't. <laughs> oh damn! Where were we? Okay, Notre Dame. Notre Dame is zero and five in quadrant one. All right. How many? I think I'm at
1: four right now. You have named North Carolina, obviously, Louisville, and Notre Dame. I think that's in Georgetown, and Georgetown right? Yeah, we've got four. We got five left. To the go. only,
0: I'm trying to go league by league. The only other one in the ACC that I think might be there is Florida State. Um,
1: Florida State actually has a Quadrant One win, but you do need to spend some time in the ACC.
0: Oh, there's another
1: school. Would you be surprised to know there are two more schools in the ACC with zero quadrant one wins? And one of these will actually surprise you, I think, because it surprised me because I was like, hold up. They're pretty good.
0: Get out of here. Two more in the ACC. Okay. I will come back to that. I'm thinking that Oregon State and Cal are terrible. They got to be on the list.
1: They are both. They are the two from the Pac-12.
0: Okay. Oh, Uh, you're helping me out. It's only those two. Yeah, Oregon State's 0-10
1: in quadrant one. That ties Georgetown for worst in the world. And Cal is 0-6 in quadrant
0: one. So are we up to six teams here? You you need to name three more. That's correct. Right. Okay. Uh, and two are in the ACC. I'm gonna say Syracuse. It's 0 and five in quadrant one. Okay.
1: But that's only because some other teams bought. And I'm gonna I'm
0: gonna it. say that the I don't believe this should be the case. No, there's no way it's NC State. That's like a half guess, but I'm saying it because of how you hinted it before. Is it really NC State? NC State has Quadrant One wins. Okay, okay. But you think this team is pretty good in the ACC. Uh, it's just they've
1: had some notable wins, and, and, and yet, as of this moment, zero Quadrant One wins.
0: Um, I'm scanning. Uh, Virginia Tech? Virginia Tech has two quadrant one wins. Yeah, I thought they had a, I thought they had a good one, and it's not Georgia Tech. Mm-mm. Oh, you know, I know who it is. Hmm. I think I know who it is. Only because, <laughs> only because to no avail, I was trying to explain to this coach two days ago why, if you win a game by one point instead of twenty, you might go down in the metrics. I'm going to say it's Wake Forest.
1: Wake Forest is 0 and five in quadrant one. That surprised me. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now, there's one more team from a different league okay. that you're
0: missing. Um, um, it's no one in the Big 12, obviously.
1: Let me go ahead and run you through that. Every Big 12 team has at least three Quadrant One wins. Every Big 10 team has at least one. Every SEC team has at least one.
0: So we've gone.
1: And I've already told you it's not the Pac-12. Pac-12. and I've already told you it's not the ACC. So it's obviously in the Big East.
0: Yeah, I thought we had covered everything there. Uh Seton Hall. Seton Hall has quadrant one win. Mm. DePaul, Georgetown, Seaton Hall, Butler. Butler's it. Butler has a quadrant one win. No. <laughs> no way. Uh the bottom teams in the big east right now are Georgetown, Butler. Butler is two and ten in quadrant
1: one. DePaul is one and seven in St. Quadrant John.
0: one. Golden don't don't Golden
1: Gate Mike? Golden Gate Mike is one and seven in quadrant okay. one.
0: Don't do that to me. Gosh. Um Georgetown, Butler, DePaul, St. John. This is
1: another one that you would have never predicted in the offseason. That is Butler, DePaul, that,
0: that actually isn't getting dude. Villanova is the only team left. 0 and eight in quadrant. Get one. out of here. Get out of here with this list. The best thing for Kyle
1: Neptune wow. is that North Carolina is North Carolina and Kentucky wow. is Kentucky because Villanova is not really getting roped in with them, but they probably should be roped in with them. Like, this is, uh, you know, I, again, we get into conversations about blue bloods and everybody agrees North Carolina ones. Everyone, everybody agrees Kentucky's one. Then, you know, Kansas, everybody agrees, but then people start debating. Duke, everybody agrees. I, I don't know whether Villanova is a blue blood or not, but it has been one of the great college basketball programs of the past 10, 15 years, multiple national championships, three national titles in my lifetime. And they are 84th in the net. Oh, and eight in
0: quadrant one. That's a trivia time loss for me. I took too many guesses to get there. So, but that's a good, that's a, that's a damn, that's a damn good trivia time and a nice little tour through, uh through the sport there, North Carolina, uh, just to, to put a bow on the tar heels, you know, they, you, if you are a believer in this team's capability of even making the tournament, which every time we talk about this, it does, it just, it's just outrageous given um, who's on the roster, the way that Miami was able to go in to Chapel Hill on Monday night, and and when definitively, man, Jordan Miller is, Jordan Miller really might be now. He's just starting to get some more run, and I admit, like you know, when I was watch Miami for the first couple months of the season, a lot of you know. Norchad Omir has been solid. Nigel Pack uh, has had some really good, really, really good performances. And he had 23. Isaiah Wong is probably the team's most important player. But Jordan Miller is maybe the most underrated player in the country. And part of that's because Miami's been kind of flirting with the rankings in and there and out of there. But they're 21 and 5. And uh, there's a reader question in today's mailbag at the court report that it kind of asks, you know, is Miami, if it wins its remaining home games in the league, can it get a four seed and play in Orlando I think so, but I think Miami's going to finish at least 3-1 and one in its last four regular season ACC games. I think that's how many it has. And then it'll at least get to the ACC semis. And then, yeah, Miami is going to have... I think Miami will be playing games in Orlando. And the Canes are for real. They need to be considered among Final Four contenders. UNC is just nowhere near that. And it doesn't matter. Like, R.J. Davis had a good game. Leaky Black played relatively well. Caleb Love hit some big shots. Um but you kind of look up and you're like, why is Carolina in this kind of game again? Why Why does this kind of keep happening? And if we're going to bang on Kentucky for its inconsistency, then certainly UNC is deserving of it all the same. I just, there's enough there that I think they're going to get it, but this sets up and we'll talk about it on Friday's show. We are now setting up for UNC at NC State. That's on Sunday. That is... Uh, you got to win it if you're if you're North Carolina and your reminder, because I see you state fans the past two weeks. The only team in the polls from that state doesn't wear Carolina blue, doesn't wear blue devil blue. It's been NC State that has been ranked. Now, Wolfpack got picked off at Q's on Tuesday. I get that road game, but it's NC State's that's been your reliable program. And that's almost never the case. Usually, if it's reliable, one of the other two is there with it. But that has not uh, been the situation at all this year in the Triangle.
1: Uh, Just to put a bow on this, more than half, if you didn't pick up on it, more than half of the power conference teams with zero quadrant one wins are in the ACC. Five of the nine are in the ACC. Only Georgetown and Beaver Fever are worse in quadrant one than North Carolina. Now, in fairness, four days ago, North Carolina did have a quadrant one win. It was over Ohio State.
0: In name only, though. Yes, in name only.
1: Um, the Buckeyes were 48th in the net um, at that point, but now Ohio State's 53rd in the net after falling to 1-11 and in its past 12 games. Lost to Michigan State on Sunday. So that Quadrant 1 win for North Carolina flipped to a Quadrant 2 win, which made UNC winless in Quadrant 1. Uh, you mentioned our dribble handoff is going to be on North Carolina. How are they going to finish? Are they going to make the tournament? um i haven't done mine yet i'll do it when we're done here but i i just for the record i still think north carolina's going to be in the ncaa tournament four of uh, four of their five final regular season games are r- games in which they'll be favored now they just lost a game in which they were favored so who knows what that means but i think they'll close okay enough to 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 squeak into the ncaa tournament maybe first four maybe not i think they'll get there but the idea that we're even having this conversation on February 15th is kind of kind of outrageous. Let's move on. What a game, Tuesday night, inside whatever they're calling the dunk these days. Final score, Providence 94, Creighton 86 in double overtime. Going to get into that and what it means for the Big East race next. But first, a word from our partners. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. Big game Tuesday night inside Amica Mutual Pavilion. It's the dunk. The amp. It's the amp.
0: Uh, not not to me.
1: Amica Mutual must be furious with the state of things because nobody will call it Amica Mutual. <laughs> <laughs> nobody will. Even on in, inside college, back, like we were in the studio all night last night and John Rothstein's like, the dunk, the dunk, 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 dunk. <laughs> like he won't – like, and he knows it's not the dunk anymore, but he just refuses to acknowledge what it actually is. And I don't blame him. Amica, Mu- he can just start calling the dunk Amica. You got, got an
0: arena in the heart of New England, Dunkin' Donut Center. It's the dunk. That's that's it's, it's the dunk. Yeah. They're trying to call it the amp. Nah,
1: nah, nah. I, I I watched a whole nah. YouTube. I watched a YouTube video with the president of Amica Mutual Pavilion, I, just Why? so I could make sure because I didn't know whether it was Amica or Amica. Okay, I didn't want to be mispronouncing words the way you so often do.
0: The, you're 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 dialed in hey dialed listen in. we're both we can both be guilty of that let's <laughs> let's be honest there but but i tell you what the calculus crew came for me you it boy, me I with a fury.
1: how about this i was so unfamiliar with that word i didn't even know i was saying it
0: right and you were saying it wrong now i've <laughs> I know. heard many of folks call it infinitesimal so i was going off of that but infinitesimal there you go
1: i, I, oh, yeah. I, I you know how people always say when you're laying on your deathbed you're right yeah, I feel like when I'm laying on my deathbed, one of the things I'm going to think about is how much time I spend on YouTube watching clips just trying to figure out how to pronounce somebody's name or something.
0: Feels like there's better use of of your brain as the final few synapses fire. That's all I'm going to say.
1: I'm going to focus on that. And once I'm done with that, then I'll think about my children.
0: Okay, sounds good. Let's talk
1: Providence. Ninety-four, eighty-six over Creighton in double overtime. So Providence is now 14-0 and at home this season. 9-1 and past 10 games in overtime high for third of the Big East standings, despite losing five of the top six scores from last season's team that won the Big East regular season title. Uh, We've spent a lot of time talking about Jerome Tang at Kansas State, Shaka Smart at Marquette, and Jeff Capel at Pitt, all wildly overachieving relative to, to expectations. Here's Providence again. I mean, they lost five of the top six scores and clearly headed to the NCAA tournament and at least still in contention. I know a lot of teams are technically in contention, but realistically in contention for another Big East title. I don't think they'll get it, but they woke up today still in realistic contention for it. It's a nice story. And like, we've talked about Ed Cooley many times over the years. He, he's just fabulous. He is just fabulous in every way. Uh, you know, Coaching a basketball team in a basketball game, running a basketball program, engaging with the community, uh, just like you give me a program to start somewhere like he's on the short list of guys. I would want running it.
0: I agree. And, uh, he is just continues to, uh, to, to build his legend in that area. He obviously grew up there. Providence, you know, Creighton fell for one of the classic blunders. It got involved in a five point game against Providence. Can't do that. Shouts to John Fanta for this for this stat. I put it in, uh, in my court report on, on Wednesday as well. In the past nine seasons, when Providence has a game decided by five points or fewer, Ed Cooley's teams have won 71% of the time. That's incredible. Five points or fewer, 71% win percentage, win rate. And as you said, nine and one overtime games in the past 10. He's awesome. He said last night, this is becoming one of the hardest buildings in the country to play in. Becoming is no longer needed there. It is in the top ten hardest when you look at the win percentage, the the fan base. I was watching that Creighton Providence game, and I tweeted this. I it just it has me so geeked for the Big East tournament. I mean, the, the top five teams in this league are all awesome. All can make the second weekend. Many of them have Final Four aspirations. Devin Carter was a boss. 25 points. The best he had ever scored in a college uniform and helped Providence nudge away a really good Creighton team that was riding its longest win streak ever in Big East play. And yeah, they needed to play 50 full minutes on it. Really, really good game. It just And we got another one coming tonight, by the way, on CBS Sports Network, on... Our air GP, will be in studio. And because Providence won the game against Creighton, it now sets up a Xavier at Marquette. Winner's going to be in sole possession of first place in the Big East. But that could flip, obviously, by the time we get to the start of the Big East tournament. Xavier still will not have Zach Fremantle. Marquette is the feature, the lead item of the, of the court report today. That'll be linked in this podcast description. Please do check it out because... The Golden Eagles have been able to be another one of those big surprises. Lost four of their top six scorers. Pick ninth in the, in the Big East preseason. Shaka Smart's going to win Coach of the Year. Ed cool, is doing a great job. Shaka Smart will win Coach of the Year. And he's done it without a Division One transfer on the roster this season. Now, Marquette's not the only one, but it's it's the only one, as I point out, that didn't come into the season projected to be a tournament team. UCLA, Indiana, Michigan State. These were all teams that didn't add a D1 transfer last offseason and were thought to be tournament teams. Marquette was thought maybe fringe NIT. Some friends of the pod even playfully poke fun at our preseason predictions, and I appreciate that. Shouts to Crack Sidewalks and Paint Touches and Anonymous Eagle. They they, they got us good, but the point is um, Shaka Smart was able to do this, and I'm not going to spoil it for you, but he 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 gave me some really good insight and quotes about transfers looking for money and him straight-up abandoning recruitments of transfers, deciding intentionally not to add a D1 player. And now Marquette's top six players are all sophomores that lead the team in scoring there. So that's an awesome Wednesday night game. I think Marquette, just like Providence, just like Xavier, just like Creighton, can win the league. And Ed Cooley is... His, managed to do it again he's the opposite and i have shaka quoting uh ed or talking about ed in a quote in the story and that he's shaka's not saying listen the way that we did it this year it's not the only way it's just the way that i wanted to do it ed meantime he's methodical about it he knows what he's doing they bring in a ton in the portal you've seen that bryce hopkins has been one of the five best transfers in the country and I think one of the defining stories of this Big East race, and there's been really there, there are really seven or eight major plot lines to it. It's the fact that, and though no, they're not playing each other this week, but you've got Marquette that added one NAIA dude. That's who they added, okay. And then they brought back a lot of guys that. That people underestimate. In the meantime, at Cooley wins his first Big East regular season championship in school history last season, then they lose the majority of, of their dudes. He goes into the portal, and Providence was given more of the benefit of the doubt, was, was not seen in the preseason as a viable Big East contender. And now we look up. Here they are. have been atop the league all season long. That was an awesome game at the dunk, the amp, whatever you want to call it. And uh, the Big East is going to continue to be a thrill ride here over the next three weeks.
1: Like you said tonight, on and just as you were talking through that, uh, the ACC Coach of the Year is likely to be somebody who was previously fired. And the Big East Coach of the Year, that's Jeff Capel, by the way. And the Big East Coach of the Year is likely to be somebody who wasn't fired or even pushed out but was very much in an uncomfortable situation. That's a reasonable way to put it, right? He mm-hmm. was in an uncomfortable situation at Texas, was going to enter the next season probably on those hot seat list, and he is on the verge of, yeah, being the uh, – uh,
0: you don't think so? No, 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 I do. Someone in the comment just said, is Shaka coaching his way into the Texas job? That's a funny <laughs> comment. That, was, that, that is good. What if, what if
1: Shaka did so well Texas tried to hire him back?
0: I know that's good. We
1: get we get a tweet from Rothstein. Sources: <laughs> Texas has zeroed in on Shaka Smart <laughs> to be its next head coach. Uh, I feel Could do like, worse. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: Could do worse. Here's the truth: like Shaka wasn't bad at Texas. He, he just wasn't. wasn't. He just wasn't what Texas wanted him to be. Um, but we've been through that before. Yep. I do think it's interesting that Shaka Smart, uh, you know, in an uncomfortable position at, at Texas is going to be the biggest coach of the year it appears and jeff capel fired at oklahoma is going to be the acc coach there's life after death mm-hmm. that's
0: right shouts to big <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know that's where you're going with it <laughs> no okay. i was just gonna i was just gonna
1: stop right there can big time game on cbs sports network tonight like Huge. how often do you get this the winner of this particular game whoever it is will be alone. Top its league standings when they will go to bed tonight. That's a that's a factual statement about Marquette Xavier tonight.
0: Seems like it happens somewhat often, but not every week.
1: Trying to hype this thing for CBS Sports. It Network is hype. this Atlanta. is the
0: game of the night. There's what I, need, is...
1: what, I, what I needed you to say there was GP. I haven't looked this up, but I don't think it's ever happened. Okay. That's what I was looking
0: for. Gaslighting the audience always a winning <laughs> strategy. Uh, it is that, but it is. Uh, it's my most anticipated game of the night. We'll preview Wednesday and Thursday at the end of the at the show here. However, we, uh, whatever routes we take to get there, we will mention. There's also uh, obviously uh, another very very good game, and we'll get to that in just a second. But Xavier Marquette is is the goods, and if Marquette is able to win, I'm pretty sure this is the case. If Marquette wins, yes, it will be insured. Marquette fans get on this one. If Marquette wins, it will be ensured that it is not swept by Xavier. And because of that, it will avoid any kind of sweep in the big East this season. Wonder when the last time that was true, that a Marquette team never got swept by an opponent in the regular season. Any opponent, it will dodge that if it avenges it's January 15th loss, only a four point defeat at Xavier. What else you got?
1: So Providence over Creighton double overtime, obviously the biggest result of the past couple of nights, but there were some other interesting results. Texas tech over Texas, Proving that, once again, uh, I don't care where you're playing on the road in the Big 12, you got to play well or you'll get caught. Um, Oklahoma State uh, beat Kansas State. The Wildcats have now dropped five of their last seven. Syracuse beat NC State. Had to remove Tequavion in my Wolfpack. Had to remove them from the top 25. and one. I didn't want to, mm-hmm. but I didn't feel like I – I had a choice. Any thoughts on those results or any other results from the past couple of nights? Uh,
0: let's hit on those three first. Uh, Texas is now tied with Kansas. Kansas also won. Um, Grady Dick had a career best 26 points, won um, in, in convincing fashion. Self said afterwards it was, it was one of the best games they played all season. They won at Oklahoma State, which had been really, really hot. So Bill Self gets a sweep of his alma mater. Uh, This season and now Kansas is 21 and five by winning the game and Texas losing it's Baylor, Texas and Kansas all with four losses at nine and four tied atop the big 12 standings. That was a really, really impressive 40 minutes by Kansas and uh, and I'm pretty sure I heard the announcer say Dick with the move or a great move by Dick like six times last night. I mean, I, I get it. But you know, you can lay it on a little a little thick there i feel
1: Um, i know people intentionally lay it on a little thick i think laying it on a little thick with dick is like i'm doing it right now mm -hmm. but like there are things that even if you're Um, calling a basketball game straight it's just gonna sound funny because his name's dick for crying out loud (laughs) if if kofi Coburn can change his name the pronunciation of it at least i don't know why grady dick couldn't
0: the first the first uh, thing in like Kansas is like the ad- these games happen. Then the sports information directors they send out recaps, and so if you're a media member, you're on the blast list. And even even it's it's even finding its way into the copy. Like the first quote says, "I love it," Dick said afterward. You know,
1: like, <laughs> it's just it's it's, it's, uh, just, it's, tough, this,
0: it's this is his whole life. This is going to be the rest of his life. I know. This poor guy, one of us, one of us. Gotta I, believe- I don't think to
1: believe I can, it. I can look at him until he's one of us. There we go. So I bet, it it was, I bet he was one of us last
0: night. All right. Here we go. Texas Tech beats Texas. uh, Just a little a little inside baseball. Good God, Gary. Um, That was getting like that was going a very bad way. And Texas Tech is still having, you know, a, a season on the whole. That is not what fans were hoping. But at one point, that was a 10 and 10 team that hadn't won a game in league play. And there was real noise that Mark Adams might not be able to hold on to his job by the end of the season I think he's done enough there and, and he'll be safe but it has been a uh, there's been a lot down there in Lubbock and for the program now to have won four of its past six good on them tech lose or Texas losing you know it's those kind of games though at to your point winning on the league in the big 12 every single game every single venue's hard absolutely but that kind of win uh, if you can pull it off on the road and take care of business at home that's what it would have gotten Texas the standalone big 12 championship it can still get there. But that loss really does uh, ding them. I do want to. T- I'm glad you brought up Oklahoma over Kansas State because, you know, zero sum, right? You're going to have some teams take some surprising wins, and that means some other teams got to take some Ls. So in the Big 12 right now, I mean, Iowa State, which plays Wednesday at home against TCU, Iowa State has lost four or five. TCU, meantime, still waiting for Mike Miles to return, has lost four or five overall. And now Kansas State is another one. These were teams, you know, there was a point when all of them were top 20 in the country, and they're still very good teams. But Kansas State. It was 17 and two almost a month ago. We look up now and it's 19 and seven. It's only got two wins in its past seven games overall. So, you know, these teams are all going to make the tournament with ease, but they have found the February woes, the dog days before you get to the, you know, the pace and anxiety of March there. And there's just been a little bit of up and down stuff uh, overall. Any thoughts on that? I got a few more results you didn't hit on, but I don't want to move on to that in case you got well, thoughts on any of that stuff.
1: I do. Um, Kansas State is two and five in its past seven games but i know it sounds ridiculous to try to rationalize two and five and try to say it's not that bad because two, two and five two and five it's not that good we can agree but he, but here here's what it is the losses five losses two road losses to top 20 teams a home loss to a top 10 team a road loss to a Texas team that just beat number six, uh a, a road loss to a Texas Tech team that just beat number six Texas, and a road loss to an Oklahoma team that beat number one Alabama by 24. Those are the losses. I know. You don't want any of them, but they're all even a this is the point I'm making. Even a legitimate top 20 team might go two and five in that saving game stretch. Every team in the Big 12 this season has had a stretch where it has at least gone one and two. Mm-hmm. Every Big 12 team in the league has lost two of three at some point. So is this damaging to Kansas State's number one seed hopes? Obviously, yes. Is it damaging to the ranking? Sure. I think I've dropped them down to 15 or so in the top 25 and one. But I looked at this because I was in the studio with Brent Stover on Tuesday night, and he was still um, – riding the high of the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl but somewhat disturbed by his Kansas State Wildcats struggling to this degree and here's what I told him after Kansas State beat Kansas Jerome Tang got on the scores table Wildcats were 16-2 and two overall 5-1 and one in the Big 12 you know where they were in Ken Palm? 26th you know where they are in Ken Palm right now 27 that's right the record is different The quality of this basketball team, I don't think, is much different than it was seven games ago.
0: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but
2: might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Yeah. Uh, Mr.
0: Taylor in the comments just pointed out Oklahoma has more quad one wins than Carolina and Kentucky combined, uh, which is which what is, is accurate. More, um, more than Central Michigan, though? Uh, those yes, chip infinitesimals, yeah. Yeah, I think so, combined, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Real quick, just a few more results. Penn State beat Illinois. Trains off the tracks again. We told you what yep, would happen.
1: I, I'm sorry, I didn't yep, want to I do it. That's what
0: Gary is doing. Jalen Pickett went for 41 on 15 of 20 from the field, though. Big time stuff. He was awesome. He uh, He's the only player, shouts to Mike Miller, who runs the Field of 68's daily newsletter. He pointed this out. Uh, pick is the only active player in men's D1 with 2,000 points, 600 boards, and 700 assists. He was a really good player at Siena before he transferred, and he is he is at an All-American level right now. Penn State's not in the tournament. It needs to pick up some big wins, but he balled the hell out, and he is a very, very fun and reliable player. Good on him. 40-point score was the first time in, like, 50-plus years, I think, for, for Penn State to have someone drop uh, a 40 there. Auburn? I... I was watching, but I was watching a lot of stuff. Auburn just destroyed Missouri. Missouri's coming off a win at the buzzer at Tennessee. It goes down to the jungle and it's (laughs) 89-56. I don't know what you want from me. It's college basketball, but that uh, was anarchy. It's anarchy anarchy is what I read. I think I've heard a man say that before. Uh, Coach K, no coincidence. Okay. Coach K, Duke gets screwed over by the refs, which always happens. Always. And after not attending a game the entire season, this man's going to go out on Valentine's Day and bring his lovely bride of, you know, 50 plus years to to check in on that. (laughs) You know, felt like a real chaperone situation happened in that Cameron Indoor on Tuesday night. Chaperone, but... Obviously, Mike Bray, outgoing Notre Dame coach. Hey, M- hey
1: Mickey, happy Valentine's Day. This is our first Valentine's Day in a million years where I haven't had to worry about a basketball team. You want to now- go down to Cameron and see John and Mike coach against each other?
0: It was a very it was it was a nice gesture for Shashevsky, who of course brought Bray on. Bray famously was the last non-Duke player in the family guy to be an assistant before Krzyzewski exclusively went to that formula afterward. And so Notre Dame gave Duke a real good game. Duke got the win and uh, they even caught there was one point near the end of the game where Duke was playing this shot, 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 shot everybody. And who's doing the chant? Who's into it? Mickey Shashevsky Are you not all like... into it? So maybe she want maybe you know what?
1: Maybe, Let's was not be idea. Presumptive. maybe yeah. she
0: was like Mike you're going. I'm sick of this. Let's go. Maybe you know? she was
1: maybe Mike was like, Hey, sweet pea. Um, Let's go. what could I get you for Valentine's Day? And she's like, You know what I would like to do for Valentine's Day? I'd like to go to Cameron indoor and get fired up to that shot song. Exactly. <laughs> Plus some chocolate covered strawberries.
0: And Come so on, he Luke. he got some
1: chocolate covered strawberries and they went to Cameron.
0: Very romantic. Good to see Kay back it in is the building. And that and they the cameras were on him like the, it went triple zeros. He was at, he got the hell out of there as he should have. He was like, oh, see you later. I'm going. I'm going. I'll meet you in the locker room. Um, but yeah, uh, obviously I meet up with Mike Bray. Who uh, those two remain really really good friends after all these years. Last what, one if he in- showed,
1: what if he showed up only because he was like, I'm not going to let the ref screw John again. They yeah, won't do it. it. They I won't mean, do like,
0: it. They won't do it if they see me
1: there. Correct. They would, that's they would exactly. never. They would never do it in front of me. They wouldn't do it to me. Everybody. Everybody on Saturday said they wouldn't do it to Kay. Right. But they also won't do it in front of me. So come on, Mickey. Let's That's get right. down to Cameron.
0: A couple of chaperones at the middle school dance. That's what we had there <laughs> in Durham on Tuesday night. My last one is New Mexico is Clemsoning. And by Ooh. that, I mean it is now tracking to do what Clemson did in the Oliver Purnell era. Halcyon days. Uh, be the last undefeated team in the country and then go to the NIT. Right now, they've gone from 14-0 to 19-7. They lost to lowly Wyoming on Tuesday night. Uh, New Mexico is comfortably out of the tournament situation, but next three are at San Jose state, which is a good team. Uh, I'm going to say that's a quad two game off the top of my head at Boise state quad one, and then home versus San Diego state, which I would, it might even be a quad one. I don't know where SDSU is in the net as of now, if New Mexico can win those three, then yeah, they're, they're back in the discussion. They're back in the field. If they get those three in a row, but they got to do it. Richard Pitino's team has, uh, has, you know, it is, it's gone weird uh, quickly, but it's uh, you know, it is it is far from the uh, worst situation at a school in that state. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to to get to it. <sighs> Lofted right underhand, fifty four miles an hour, right over the plate for you, GP.
1: Before we look ahead to the next couple of nights, we should update you on the situation at New Mexico State because the school on um, Wednesday fired first year coach Greg Heyer just days after his program was shut down for the season. What a wild turn of events for Greg. March 2022 gets his first Division I head coaching job. And all these things happened since then. Some of his players involved in a fight in a football game. One of his players shot a person to death. Three players are accused of hazing a teammate in a way that could be interpreted as sexual assault. The university eventually shut down the program with a 2-10 conference record. And then Greg Hire was fired less than 11 months after getting the job. It's hard to have something go worse than that, isn't it? Uh,
0: yeah, this might be the worst of all time, um, as has been pointed out. And was really, frankly, uh, something that came up uh, to me last year. And just, you know, in passing when he got the job, because there was curiosity over who would uh, get the New Mexico State job. Um, Frank Martin was even attached to that among some, other, among some other coaches there. But it was like, Greg Hire's going to get that job. You mean the guy that was on Greg Marshall's staff and worked for Will Wade? That guy's going to get the New Mexico State job. Like that was part of and, and back channels. That was part of it, and now it looks even worse. Well, in like
1: Chris in the staff. connection there, like he and Jans were tight. He and Chris yeah. Jans, like they worked together as yes. well. So yes. I, I I always assumed that was the connection there. Yes. Like like is Greg higher the next Chris Jans? Let's see.
0: And he is not. Uh, he has now been fired which was expected the rest of the staff is on administrative leave the president of the university uh, fired him I, I there you know ongoing speculation if, if there will be a change at ad there will be a new president like that president is is also leaving this summer so we really could have from the top down change at New Mexico State and that's to be honest that's what what needs to happen here um, the details in the police report yeah they're they're heinous, and, uh, and there's a lot to be figured out with that program. I also have stuff on the whack and the court report um, because because it stopped at season. There were six games in the league that needed to be accounted for. They ultimately decided to forfeit those games. I'm not going to run you down the whole thing. Just go read it if you'll. Our off season listeners will remember. I I broke a story last offseason where the WAC is seeding its conference tournament, not on conference wins and losses. It is seeding its tournament based on how you performed against your schedule for the entirety of the season. The reason why is it's got a new commissioner, Brian Thornton. He's trying to incentivize his teams to schedule as best they can, so it gives the WAC its best chance at its best team in the tournament. You get a team in the tournament that wins, obviously you get more money. It's better representation for the league. Coincidentally enough, New Mexico State did this a year ago. It won in the tournament as a 12-seed and upset number 5-seed Yukon there so um the details are all in that but the the forfeits fortunately mean that the standings of the WAC in their WAC resume seating system no team jumped another because of this the the forfeits were automatically awarded and basically all regarded of a value of a home win Thornton details that within but uh but it, what could have been from just a purely competitive standpoint a standing standpoint heading into the tournament a team just simply opting to not play it's the remainder of its season that actually can provide some real logistical hurdles looks like the WAC has handled that pretty well overall and uh you still got to get the auto bid by winning it so it doesn't matter if you're the number one seed or the number eight or the number 12 you have to win the games to get the auto bid this is just setting up the league for its best chance at having its best team win out in a 12 team bracket
1: boy the sun's getting bright here in new york city can you tell (laughs) It 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 wasn't like this 55
0: minutes ago now my back's hot it was it was a little bit like that yesterday. I mean, before we preview this game, you know, GP and I had a little photo shoot. We're getting some getting some headshots, some some body shots here. Shot, 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 shot shots, shots, shots. Because we're going to have some new podcast stuff. Although I got to be honest here. Now, you got a couple of those photos, by the way. You got If not, has them. I might have sent him one or two. They're both good. One of them is the one I took of you with the raising the roof. <laughs> Here's the deal. I, I gave it a little bit of goofiness, but like when we were doing the the two shot, you and me, I didn't feel like you got loose enough. I'm not. I don't. Here's the thing. Like, um,
1: every photo shoot I ever have to do reminds me of how much I hate myself. Okay. <laughs> so it's hard for me to get into it and and have fun with it because the whole time I'm just thinking about how much I hate myself.
0: As I told you yesterday, you are extremely photogenic. So this is an unfounded opinion.
1: Okay? I asked the photographer, I said, Do you you got one of them Harry Styles, one of them Harry Styles filters you can put on me? I would like to look like Harry Styles. I There's
0: think only so much. That can be done.
1: But but like something can be done. Can't you make me look more like Harry Styles than me? Not exactly like Harry Styles, just more like Harry Styles, less <laughs> if, like me. Yeah.
0: If you're watching on YouTube. Smash the like button. Hey, YouTube. Uh, You see a photo of GP, jazz hands. What's actually happening is if you watch stuff on YouTube, you'll notice that uh, the teaser thumbnails will often have the hosts, the content, the content producers, right? You will have a a facial reaction that is somewhat tied to the thing that you're going to be talking about in that video. So GP and I had to give like, 20 different emotions yesterday and i don't even have 20 different emotions i like like
1: have three emotions like frustration disappointment and uneasiness those are my only
0: real emotions and each time they asked you to do that you were like i'm just gonna think about pit fans And and it got you there which was great that chris klein fellow
1: from american pie they said, Gosh. "They said, show me your frustration face." And I said, "I started trying to think of Chris Klein from American Pie."
0: Now here's the real good stuff. If you're watching on YouTube, you can, <laughs> he, you can see. First of all, GP had to stand on a box. The first one wasn't high enough. The second one, he was taller than me. He's like, "This is what we're going to see." You were like six <laughs> five. I wanted to be six <laughs> five. Like a shipping crate. I was, and I was like. Let's go with this other one. There, you can still see he's on it, and there's yeah, not. Uh, not quite, uh, not quite at eye level. But it, but it turned out, it turned out well. I, I gave a couple of goofy looks. I hope we can use them in some way. You know, they they said we had that sitcom, that sitcom duo vibe, which I thought I, I tried. No, to, I was uh, very,
1: I was very self aware while we were doing it. I, I knew I was disappointing everybody because I wasn't into it as much as I should have been. But I can't get into it because I hate myself.
0: The only thing that maybe would have changed is when I, I got there shortly before you did, and they asked you know, what kind of music do you want to listen to? And I was like, and, and then someone, no lie. And I can't remember which of, it was just an awesome team there. Someone was like, you want to do Guster? And I was like, we don't have to do Guster. Like I'll listen to it, but like, I don't, I don't need you to queue up lost and gone forever for me to really find myself here. Um, but they never asked you what music you want to listen to. Cause the fantasy football and baseball guys came in after and did some stuff. And they I would have said those. Harry
1: Styles. I would have <laughs> said put go. on one of them Harry Styles album, get your Harry Styles filter out. And I,
0: yeah. I, 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 I could have gone with little music for a sushi restaurant. That would have I would have really gotten it going to, to be honest. I would have been I would have been down with that. So anyway, I bring it up because we will have uh, those things will be out in the wild at, at some point there. But it was it was a lot of fun and good to see you. Uh, good to see you in person. You want to preview the next couple of nights of games here?
1: Yeah, um, we got a, a pretty good slate on Wednesday night. We've already mentioned number 16 Xavier at number 11 Marquette on CBS Sports Network. Can't wait for that one. Also, number one, Alabama at number 10, Tennessee.
0: Woo! Second best game of the night.
1: Where Tennessee is a three and a half point favorite over the number one team in the country. How irritating is Disrespectful?
0: Disrespectful.
1: That is wildly disrespectful. Disrespectful. (laughs) Hold on. on. Tennessee loses every game at the buzzer. Now they're supposed to beat Alabama by four?
0: And they scored 46 against Auburn.
1: That's Disrespectful disrespectful how irritated are people going to be when Purdue's number one Thursday morning top 25 and
0: one because
1: oh, that's where we're headed that's where we're headed
0: <laughs> oh man Bama Tennessee is a very very good game I'm very excited for it I am narrowly more excited for Xavier at Marquette because I think the potential for that game to be more watchable and entertaining is better Tennessee just its offense just completely disappears for great stretches there but Maybe the Vols win. I won't be surprised if the Vols win. That will not surprise me, but I think that Bama is going to go in. And I think if Bama does go in and win and wins, you know, definitively, like a big-time statement – it just reinforces this notion that Bama is the most dangerous team in the country. And I think there is, I think there is something to that there when you consider how, how hot it's been, how well it's played. And, you know, again, one loss since December 17th. I think
1: think Alabama is the most dangerous team in the country. I think Houston is the most reliable team in the country. Houston has two losses by a total of seven points. And I know they don't play in the big 12 or the big 10, but Houston would obviously be great in, in any league. Um, this will always be a fun game if Tennessee wins. Do a Twitter search tonight for the word Tennessee and upset. Because you'll have a slew of, like, legitimate media outlets. I know, I know. Tennessee, upset number one, Alabama, as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. That's That'll happen. That'll happen. Number 14, Indiana, at Northwestern. That's
0: a good one. That's a really good one. By the way, there's a very good Bama stat. I will not trivia time, GP. Third item in today's court report has something about Bama's 20-year gap between number one rankings and the longest gaps of all time ever. Some good stuff there. So be sure to check that out. Indiana Northwestern. You're not going to give it to you. protect this court report stuff. I, I want to tease it. More, yeah, more, more, go have, them look. Go have pres- them look. All presidents aren't as secretive
1: with all. With- oh. We, we know that <laughs> with classified files <laughs> as you right. are with this court report. Nonsense. Tell us something. <laughs> the in the court report. Tell are, us you want it right thing. now? You want it right now? I want it right now.
0: What what school do you think is the longest gap between reaching number one ranking? Bama, it took them 20 years. It's the 15th longest drought in history. I thought it might be like top 10. No. What school longest drought? ever houston is second longest and did it this season i would have that, that was going to be my guess Either and U- who did houston lose to after getting the number one ranking alabama it's all connected gp it is it's all, all connected. connected that's 40 years the longest drought is 45 years power conference school in the middle of the country You hole give me a real guess
1: Okay, power conference school in the middle of the country. A power conference school in the middle of the country. Number one
0: ranking in the 2000s to end a 45 year drought. Oklahoma. Wrong state, right letter. I don't know any other words that start with O. Okay.
1: Wrong state starts with O. Middle America. I don't think that exists.
0: Ohio State. Yep. Yep.
1: Damn it. That does start with a no. <sighs> yeah. It's 1961. I knew I knew it.
0: 62 season all the way to 06 Shouts to your guy, Mike Conley. They went 45 years between number one rankings. That is the longest route of all time. If you want the top five, go read the court report. Northwestern plays at Indiana. And you know what that means? Number two in the Big Ten is on the line. Let's go. They're Let's both go. nine and five, they're both 18 and seven. We, we, we recorded. We called it, by the way. We told you what was going to happen. Yep. We recorded on Sunday morning. Yep. Northwestern was going to upset number one Purdue, and it happened. What do you want from us? Okay.
1: I couldn't help but check check Twitter. I was busy. I know.
0: I, know. I was busy.
1: Missing putts. Damn. And uh, I, was, I, because I was like, one time I checked, Purdue was like up eight. I was like, okay, this is fine. And then, and then I saw it, and I was like, "These, these sons of guns, they did it to us again." They Northwestern did it
0: yeah. in good position here. That's a good resume. Good. How close are they to your top twenty-five and one?
1: Northwestern is in the top twenty-five and one. That's what Chris Klein is so
0: mad about. I, know, I was just, I was just a, it was just a reset, just a tee. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Northwestern is is it's a few spots ahead of Pitt. Chris Klein couldn't understand it for the if you if his life depended on it he wouldn't be able to understand it.
0: Wednesday is loaded, by the way. I'll be on HQ later tonight. GP will be in studio as always on a Wednesday night for CBS Sports Network. I'll just rip through these real quick. Arkansas, the uh, trying to get to be the War Hogs going to Texas A and is and M sitting there second in the SEC and, and fighting for that position there. TCU at Iowa State, two slumping teams, nine Eastern on the Kentucky at Mississippi State, Ooh. 830 SEC Network. Kentucky at Mississippi State. Just keep an eye. You got six good slash urgent slash intriguing games here on Wednesday. That would be your top six for me. And on Thursday, GP, what stands
1: State out? State is a three point favorite over John Calipari's Wildcats.
0: Yeah. That's fair. That's not, it's not disrespectful. It's not lying too little. That's, that's, that's right on the money.
1: On Thursday? Yeah, what do we got? Number three, Purdue at Maryland. And number 13, Gonzaga at Loyola Marymount. Loyola Marymount obviously already winning at the Kennel earlier this season. Those are the two games that highlight Thursday's schedule.
0: Yeah, Thursday's a little bit lighter. Purdue at Maryland's obviously one you got to tune in for. Six thirty Eastern, Big Ten Network. See how the Boilermakers respond. Um, Maryland is, you know, it, it was up, then it was down, now it's back up again, and it played Purdue well back in in January, only lost by three. And really, if you looked at how Northwestern played Purdue, and then how uh, it. it Maryland used a press, had some success. We'll see if, uh, if Purdue can, can come out uh, looking better there. I don't know. We'll, we'll have an interesting thing to talk about if, if the Boilermakers go on the road and, and get dropped there. And then, yeah, Gonzaga's just looking to dodge the, uh, the sweep at LMU. That's an 11 Eastern CBS Sports Network tip. There's a few other games, but not a ton of intrigue. Wednesday's the night. That's where you want to be. And, of course, we'll be back here bright and early on Friday morning.
1: That's a 65-minute Wednesday
0: podcast. That's tons of stuff, dude.
1: That's that ain't no, no joke.
0: No, there's no short. It's getting to be that time. How uh, how's your neck doing? Getting a little sunburn at this point? A little hot. A little the, hot the, the sun came out from behind these buildings about mid podcast. <laughs> it's it got my. It's, called,
1: gotta, it's called the rotation a, of the earth. Yeah, I got a bruise right here. I don't even know what happened. All right, is it because I'm too strong? Uh, I, I don't think so. I noticed this this morning. Like, how did I get a bruise right there? What happened to me? I think it's time to go. Shouts to Devin Downey. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Huck and Larnell. Thank you guys once again for listening to the Island College Basketball Podcast. If you're not subscribed, please go subscribe anywhere you subscribe to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Five stars, nice review at Apple. Type words, there's more of us than there are of them. We are all Grady Dicks. Now subscribe to the YouTube channel. Knock that out while you're here. We're going to talk to you again on Friday morning. I'll check the trajectory of the sun before we do it. Until then, take care.
2: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or...